0: Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey weirdos, I wanna share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron, we are both from Denver. Uh, Great human, something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just gonna start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm about at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Today marks one year ago that my life changed forever. It had nothing to do with me. It was bigger than me, but it changed my life. A lot of you will know what I'm talking about, but if you're new here, just know that This was a huge loss of life that was hit very close to me, and I am a military spouse. If you're here to hear Tamsin's story, understand that Tamsin asked me to share this on this day as a way to honor the fallen. I don't have to get into the details of it. She knows what this means to me. We both know. And this episode is special in so many ways because meeting Tamsin changed my life knowing that I'm on a path, hopefully set towards Disney and having Tamson enter my life. This is what I've always wanted to do is to be able to share stories. And if you hear me tearing up, it's real. I am so grateful that our paths crossed at a Disney coffee house during the Pride event. I am so grateful to share this story because I am an inclusive podcast. And these are the stories that mean the most to me because I never fit in. So to share this story today, is very magical for me. And Tamson, thank you so much for blessing my life. And I hope that you can get your Disney dream just like you can live and be authentically you. So without further ado to my listeners, if you're new here, welcome. This is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. Thank you and enjoy the episode and please be kind.
1: How's it going? It's going amazingly well today, how about you?
0: You know what, it is a great day because for my listeners, this is of course, please don't kick me out. And my listeners, um, I wanna let you know that this is being recorded in July of 2021. I don't typically share when we're recording things, but this is a really special episode and I get to introduce you to someone very beautiful, very near and dear to my heart. And as my listeners know, I am trying to work for Disney corporate. And thankfully, through someone that we both mutually know that works for Disney, uh, we met at a Pride event. So Tamson Dobson, I would love to give you the floor to introduce yourself today.
1: Hello, listeners of Please Don't Kick Me Out. I am Tamson. I am a 59-year-old transgender woman, but that doesn't define me. I'm a software engineer, I'm a parent, I'm a dog lover. We also have cats. We're all over the map with pets, basically. I have being, I've kind of decoded that being transgender equates to being riddled with imposter syndrome. So this really resonates with me and trying to, you know, tell my story as it relates to my journey from childhood to now and becoming the person that I am.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you were someone that I took from this Pride event, which was lovely. It's basically a recruiting event. Thank you so much to Ashley Siegel and all of the people at Disney for giving us that gift because you and I have a love of Disney. You are more than a parent, more than a transgendered human. You are more than a sexuality definition. So I want to say thank you for feeling finally comfortable enough to come out. And thank you for choosing my podcast to do so.
1: You're quite welcome. Uh, I know we've only known each other for barely two weeks, and but it seems like forever. And I'm forever grateful to Ashley's event for connecting us. And that happens so organically, it's it's not even funny. So
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's what the key takeaway is before we talk about anything else, is that <clears throat> Something I've tried to align myself with, and you as well, Samson, correct me if I'm wrong, is aligning ourselves with brands and companies that see us for us. Because I, myself, haven't really publicly come out on my podcast. I have come out on my social medias. I've come out on LinkedIn and said, hey, look, I am not a performative ally. I am queer. I've been queer my whole life. That has nothing to do with my sexuality. It's not a transgender life sentence these are my pronouns. If you have questions, ask me, I'm not going to be offended if they and them don't fit for you. I'm not gonna be offended if you mislabel me and misgender me, but I do know the correct way to be talked to. I do know, and I've done a lot of advocacy work on my end. And so for me, Disney coming out with this inclusion and being able to see it firsthand at Disneyland and see those things in action was an incredible feeling. And you yourself recently went to Disney world, correct?
1: Yes, I went to Disney World. I spent the entirety of my visit there authentically, which included swimming at a hotel pool, which was, you know, that was a big step for me to step out and and be myself at a pool yeah. in public.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. absolutely. It was so welcoming and nobody misgendered me. Everyone was so affirming, um, and it's just—it's an amazing culture that they've established.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm kind of burping because I'm, I'm obsessed with this uh, brand, Polar Ice, and so that's the—that's what I opened right before we press record full disclosure. It's a blackberry lemonade. I'm gonna miss Polar Ice. I'm, I'm all—I'm all in the New England thing. And to my listeners, I'm still in Rhode Island um, at the time of recording this. My husband and I did find a house. We are officially going to be in Capilano where we want to be. I have an address, I I feel so at peace and so at ease and I've been really cosmically aligned right now through my CoStar app, which I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast, I use CoStar. I truly believe in things happening for a reason. So there's a reason that Tamson and I connected. There's a reason that Ashley reached out to me. There's a reason that some people that I've seen at Disneyland When I was there those three times there's a reason they came into my life and I know that sounds kooky and weird and like bizarre but at the end of the day I believe I have been putting in my whole life I feel like I have been not fitting in and I now realize that the only time I've ever felt truly connected was at was was one through podcasting two through my advocacy work and my work on inclusion and equality and also with my queer community. So I just want to thank you, Tamson, for being a friend and for being someone who trusts me with their journey.
1: You are so quite welcome. This is, it, to me, it's an honor to be with you Aww. and tell story. story. I share a lot of those thoughts, um, you know, never fitting in. Uh, I have so many different stories and we Absolutely. can get into some of those over my life as to where I felt I didn't fit in and where I would circle back to imposter syndrome. And, you know, I'm not really good enough for doing what I'm doing. And it's mm-hmm. it hindered me for a long time in my life. And yeah. you know, I kind of have a handle on it now because I fully accept my truth and my authenticity and I get to live the rest of my life unapologetically and authentically, and that makes me so incredibly proud. I am so happy yeah. that Pride was sort of, you know, open to me this year because of, you know, the pandemic last year kind of closed it off and mm-hmm. I was hoping to join that last year, but celebrating Pride at Disney World was absolutely up, uplifting. <laughs> we went to downtown, or yeah, Disney Springs, our first day in in Orlando. And the number of people with rainbow attire, you know, was just absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And before we super pop into it, I just want to give some shout outs before I let you have the floor completely to share your story and your journey. Um, I want to give a shout out to Carolina. Um, who was a beautiful guest that started her transition later in life. Similarly, I connected you too. I want to give a shout out to Brandon and Michaela from the second episode of We're Here. Brandon is a trans man. Michaela uh, is pansexual um, and it's a very beautiful episode. I also want to give my sympathy for um, Michaela. Unfortunately, she lost someone in her family this last couple of, this last week, year has been very hard for her. So I just wanted to say, you know, I see you and you are love and light and I love you both very much. And I can't think about your episode without crying and so thank you to HBO for allowing them to be on my podcast Um, and while we're on the gratitude fest I also want to give a shout out to Charlie Hyde's at the time of recording this this is Charlie Hyde's birthday which to me means that this is going to be a good day for you and and Charlie is someone that has changed my life as my listeners know I have a tattoo of a bingo ball on my shoulder I'm kind of laughing Um, I want to say thank you to Glitter Kittens for that well that glitter kittens is Christina Ayers who was my first podcast guest ever. I also want to say thank you for the feedback on my husband and I being vulnerable. Uh, it is very hard. PTSD is very real. I didn't honestly believe in it until recently in the sense of I didn't I would imposter uh, syndrome. I didn't think I had it. So thank you guys for being respectful of my boundaries and my time. I really appreciate that. And while we're on this gratitude train, I want to thank John Zeiker for being on my podcast, Carl Dunn, for sharing his story, and for Strawberry Cakes, aka Courtney Johnson, for sharing hers as well. So I want to get that out of the way. If I forgot someone, I'm sorry, um, but I have always been an inclusive podcast. We are the only podcast that focuses on imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome about this podcast is that I, up until recently, was only able to call myself a content creator. Now on the content creation side, I wanna give a shout out to a very beautiful, a couple of beautiful employees at Disney on the grounds at the parks. Uh, First and foremost, Gay Rich Stepdad, who is Joshua Michael. I wanted to say thank you for Um, loving me (laughs) Uh, and, and having great TikToks. I really hope you find your dream job at Disney corporate. And at the same time, I also wanna thank Joshua Moore, more nerds on TikTok and anyone else that I have had the pleasure of getting to know. And finally, I wanna thank DJ and Pamela through TikTok we found each other through having a Cavalier. Um, congratulations to DJ and her top surgery. And thank you for giving me the space to help you figure out what your next steps are. And it actually happened on my birthday, which is June 9th. So I feel very incre- incredibly connected to you. And I just, if Disney's listening, if Ashley's listening, I just want you to know that we appreciate you. So Tamsen, let's start with the first question, which is, do you feel like you have it all figured out?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, I figured out some aspects of my life, obviously, to get where I am, but I don't know all the answers. I don't pretend to know all the answers. Um, I struggle with, you know, trying to help my kids with, you know, their issues. I have mm-hmm. an adult. I have three adult children, all girls. My oldest has um, neurodivergence, similar to yours. ADHD is what she thinks she's got, and she's trying to get through that. Um, My middle child was a gymnast and has several concussions as a result. So she's working through some Mm -hmm. concussion therapies to resolve that. And my youngest has some uh, chronic joint pain post car accident about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it, and all of those are, basically invisible problems that make it really hard to, for, as a parent, to know how to help.
0: Yes, absolutely. I am navigating that with my own family. Um, my sister has some illnesses that can't be seen, um, and she is someone who also equally loves Disney. Uh, and, um, you know, as an adult, You start to see your parents in a different light, you start to have an actual like more of a friend relationship and um, I'm a huge proponent on this podcast for mental health and advocacy work. I have shared with you Diane Winger, who is an expert on ADHD coaching. Um, and helpful. She's a former psychotherapist. And a lot of my episodes, I feel like are a great guidebook for my listeners. If you're new here, um, you know, feel free to go through my, uh, my library and get to know all these stories. Um, but again, this is your day. So I <clears throat> want to ask you, um, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: So do I feel like I fit in Um, over the course of my life? Probably not much. I would try. I would put on my male persona and pretend to, to be, you know, what I perceive that I should, how I should act, how I should be. Um, That was difficult over time. Um, I never really got it down. I mean, I was, I felt, I guess I was relatively successful doing what I was doing, but to me it was all an act and um, it didn't really get a lot out of it in my professional life. It wasn't until I like, fully accepted myself 10 years ago that I really saw my performance improve and you know I was getting great projects all of a sudden to work on. Um, and that's with no one knowing my truth yet, but, you know, they could see a change in my demeanor and my, you know, attitude. And, and it just it really helped me blossom professionally. And growing up, uh, my family was heavy into the volunteer fire department. So I joined at 16, followed in my, my dad's footsteps and uncles and a bunch of other family members. And, you know, that was good and bad. I was very intelligent with it and knew how to you know address situations with logic and things like that. But at the end of the day, my dad was chief for 20 years. And when I rose to the rank of assistant chief, inevitably I always compared myself to him. And I never felt like I would be as successful as him. And I never felt like I would be, you know, the the leader that he was. So imposter syndrome really hit home for me a lot of different ways. Um, Being trans kind of really highlighted it a lot um, because trying to figure that out growing up, trying to figure that out when you're nine years old and you're hit with this word transsexual and you it resonates with you, but you don't know what to do with it. That was a hard thing to do. So you just kind of pack it away and you move on and pretend like it doesn't exist but it does exist it rears its head every you know so often and that really was a challenge for me yes
0: absolutely absolutely um i'm gonna pause it real quick sec. so uh just full disclosure podcasting is an interesting medium and sometimes things happen and i just you know, updated my computer and I had a text message come in that kind of derailed some stuff. So I, I I'm just going to ask that question again so I can actually, you know, I tell them people were a low budget project here. It's just me and my microphone. Uh, people say it sounds professional and I'm like, okay. Uh, but do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: So I think I've answered the first two parts of that. Um, but the last one, what does imposter syndrome mean to me? To me it is about doubting your authenticity doubting your um, you know abilities doubting basically doubting everything about yourself and comparing yourself to everyone around you and thinking I'm not as good as them I'm not as good as her I'm not as good as him it's 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 a lot of work over time to 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 maintain that. Ah. And breaking free from that is hard. <laughs>
0: It is, it is. It's actually kind of interesting that you say that. I've had a lot of people answer that question in so many ways, and especially from the queer and trans perspective. Um, it, it's definitely and even um some of my friends that are minorities, like they've said, like, I feel like I'm putting a performative mask on and I'm constantly having to play this role. And the second I take that mask off, like I take the bra off in the car or the mask off, you know, see the great example would be the quarantining, COVID and all of that. The second that I finally do that, I feel free again. It's like you you Basically, a lot of my career has been performative in lack of an authenticity, lack of being valued, lack of being seen for me. Um, and that's not to say that I didn't learn things along the way. I think we should always be introspective. I think we should always know these things about ourselves. But something I've realized after getting laid off in the pandemic, um, when that happened, something I realized was, and my husband deployed and all of that, And actually, full disclosure, that was actually what had happened. I'd gotten a text message, the one negative piece of feedback I got about being vulnerable. Love that journey for me. Because today was a day where you and I felt powerful, empowered, and proud of ourselves. And I finally, you know, I finally felt like I can be myself and not apologize anymore. And unfortunately, sometimes there's just a little bit of toxicity that can creep in. And I have a saying that. You know, family sometimes is who you choose, but also friends are fiercely like family. So for me, it's been hard because I start to be myself. I start to be myself and do the things I do and and be who I am. And at Disney, I've never had to shy away. At that meeting, I felt fully accepted. Um, at the pride event is a good Absolutely. example. And I feel very safe with you because I mean, you you kind of watched me like derail for a second. And so um, it's not even about that. It's the fact that it's, it, I think sometimes people transition later in life and you and I have had conversations about this. Transitioning later in life, like my friend Carolina even shared that experience I, or me coming out as non-binary at 32, and like in my ADHD neurodivergent diagnosis and all those things at 30. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that I've done in the last year because I finally had the time and the space for it. Like mental health work that I've done that I've needed to do for a very long time, but I couldn't because I had these jobs that were just take take taking from me. And I I didn't you know at the end of the day I didn't believe in the product and the companies. I believed in myself and my abilities. But I didn't believe in, um, in, not that I didn't believe in the companies because I, I, I'm a marketing background, but I think like I feel a pull and a drive towards, um, especially through podcasting and, and, and hearing people's stories and sharing their stories and being told them a great storyteller. I've felt a pull towards HR and more of an HR or recruiting role um, in the future for me because I know who I am and I want to help people know who they are. And I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character for the most part, I I feel safe with you as a friend. And and so I just wanna go back to kind of the the feeling of that authenticity. I mean, I I wanna touch on something here that it was a conversation you and I had when we first started talking and the word queer and how that has such a negative connotation to people my parents' age and yours in the sense of you didn't want to be other than, and now we realize that neurotypicalness is not the norm and everyone's just a little bit queer.
1: Absolutely. It weird. It, it, it took me a, a hell of a long time to embrace, you know, first my transness, then my sexuality, which kind of rolls between asexual and pansexual, I'm kind of settling in on that yet. I haven't really figured out that part and that's fine. Um, But I mean, you've mentioned the word introspective. My therapist talks about that all the time with me and how, you know, I could be my own therapist because I'm so introspective at this point. And we also talk about, you know, I could regret not transitioning sooner. I could regret so many things, but I've learned that regrets are you know they're poison they're not going to help you they're not going to they're not going to it's living in the past it's not going to make anything better and for me the thing that really really sealed the deal for me is if i if i had transitioned earlier in life i would not have the three lovely daughters that i have and that to me is everything and they're so accepting to me i was a i was scared to death to come out to them and I did last year and in a pandemic and you know there was nowhere to run because there was nowhere to go and it was it was a scary yet it was so satisfying because they they are so accepting um my earrings which are ruby synthetic ruby mickey heads for my birthday yeah bought me um I've got the necklace that I'm wearing my daughter bought me the day after I came out to her it's like my youngest they're amazing and that's the part that you know it tells me that I did a lot of things right with them you know I know I made mistakes I know that we make mistakes as parents it's just the thing and yeah. they call me out all the time on things and it's like no you're right yeah um, I don't always do the right thing. I don't always follow through. It's like, that's a thing. It's like, I get too much on my plate and I have trouble following through with them.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's something that we kind of touched on already where, um, you know, we're trying to navigate these scary pronouns and sexuality and gender. And there's, you know, we're, we're in a more safe space than we ever have been. Um, for instance, like the cast member policy being repealed so that cast members can now have tattoos and self-expression and gender nonconformity. Like these are really great things and more companies doing this and putting the work behind being good people and, and being human. It's amazing. I, Something I did in the last year was I really took a good, long, hard look during like Black Lives Matter and Pride. And I would start doing research on politicians and where they were taking money from and all of this stuff because I started to realize that going with the norm and being a limiting is not correct. For me, it doesn't mean we have to be like that forever. I always want to be the most informed. Now, do I do the wrong thing? <laughs> Absolutely. You just heard something backfire in my freaking face. Uh, But at the same time, I know that I'm doing the right thing. And so another thing I had said earlier was having this adult relationship with your children. um, It's hard, it's weird, but the most freeing thing and eventually they'll get there. Like eventually it'll change because I'm in in my my 30s and it's a a very strong place to say, hey, like I don't need a parent. I just, I have a different relationship with them now. There's a shift in that dynamic. And um, you you get to a point where you stop, you know, you stop blaming, you don't always do the right thing. So I want you to know that you are doing your best and there were decisions that you made. And what I hear from you is it was at at their protection and at their protection and that you are a wonderful parent who deeply cares about your children. You say very, very nice, lovely things. And so if your kids are listening, I want you to know that she loves you and you are so blessed. To have that and i kind of laugh because you came out to them and they said oh we thought we were a drag queen and you're like well, kind of but not them <laughs> and i just find that funny because like that's what they, they they had already they had already already always kind of knew yep and that's the thing it's like your 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 reality their reality growing up you know it's always going to be different and it takes a long time to understand things but at the end of the day Right now, you get to do what's best for you, and I'm so proud of you for sharing the space with me. So, I, I deeply, I deeply identify with you. I'm so glad your path crossed mine. So, let's talk about success. Um, what does success look like to you, and do you feel successful?
1: <sighs> That's a hard question. Um, so, I've my my definition of success has kind of evolved over time. I mean, when I was young and not so Intelligent, I guess, or not so worldly. Its success was about, you know, making enough money to to be happy. And then I realized that that isn't it. Um, I feel so much more successful because I'm a parent because I have three children that you know turned out okay and they're they love me and they love me for me and that's that's amazing. Um, success for me to close out my career. It's finding the right landing space with the right opportunity. Um, hello, Disney, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. That's, where that's where I'm going.
0: Yeah, uh, Paige and Mickey.
1: <laughs> we're going to be co-workers, right?
0: I hope so. I hope so. And, um, I hope so. And uh, but but I, did, know,
1: I it, did get a really weird thing yeah. in my LinkedIn inbox today from uh, Warner Brothers, who's hiring in thing. the Philadelphia area, and that might not be a bad fit for-
0: that's what we're kind of talking about. Like you are now, when, once you see yourself and you, you see yourself and you start to allow yourself to be free and who you are, all of the things start manifesting. I, I, if I'm honest, like this last year, I could have looked at it like everyone could have looked at it differently. I have a saying, if you didn't come out of this better than you went into it, um, then what were you doing? Like, like if you weren't creating or even making banana bread, I don't know. Like, I don't know what people do, but like For me, what got me through this was being was these virtual opportunities, and the best advice I've ever been given when I started this was keep going at it, keep going, going, going. Eventually, something will stick. Now. I'm sh- medium sh- sh- successful with the podcast. I will diminish myself, but I'm proud of the product that I put, put out here. I'm proud of the stories I'm sharing. I'm proud of the way that I connect with people. Some stories I share and I don't connect with that person in the same way. And other times I have great chemistry. I have a, th- a theory that there is no bad story. There is no boring story. It's all about the way you spin it. And if you can't tell, I have a journalism background and a communications background. Wow. Um, But, you know, it's funny, my mom, when this all happened, she was like, my mother, she was like, oh, like, what are you doing with your degree? And I'm like, mom, I'm using it all the time. Like marketing is something that you always do. If you're not mark, like, I am a brand. I am me. I'm, you're always marketing. You're always advocating for yourself. And no one knows you better than you know yourself. Unfortunately, sometimes you just have to really dig around to figure out what that overarching storyline is. And I like to think of it like Disney. Like, 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 what's your main character? You know. So anyway, that's just kind of my thoughts. <laughs>
1: No, I, I agree. You do a wonderful job with the podcast, oh, first of all. Um, um,
0: yeah. Your background
1: in communications and journalism definitely shines through.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because like I didn't have the time to go into therapy for a while, and I finally do. And so I've said this many times on my podcast. If you have the means to do so, do it. But there's also low-cost or free services, and there's a lot of reading you can do in introspection. And there's a lot of great books that you can read on things. But the one thing I always caution people to do especially neurotypicalness and all of that and like neurodivergency and ADHD and I've also shared some Asperger's um stories as well I I always caution people to not use my podcast as a medical diagnosis but to use it as a supplemental handbook to understand themselves because I am not an expert and I don't know what I'm doing at all, but I do know that there is power in sharing stories. So Tamson, I think we have addressed the elephant of the room, which is of course imposter syndrome. And I know that we had to derail for a split second. I mean, it's like talking to a dear friend. But uh, I know what you're fanatical about. Would you like to share?
1: Yeah, I, you know, we might have a shared interest in being fanatical about Disney. You don't um, say. <laughs> I I think my first movie is. The child was probably the Jungle Book um, in my hometown movie theater. Um, And then segue to 1995. My parents, really frugal people, never really traveled. My dad traveled for trade shows to, as fire chief, to, you know, learn things. And they went to, I think, Anaheim for one, and they went visited Disneyland, and they fell in love with the Disney experience, and then they took me and my family, which was just my oldest at the time in 1995, to Disney in August, which was blistering hot, but you know, that's just a thing in Orlando in the summer, but they bought into the vacation club back then, and it's like, that's so unlike them, and it's because of the Disney experience. Everything that is there is, you know, top of the line. Everything is customer service oriented. Um, And uh, so long long story short, my middle daughter, when she was probably eight or nine, decided she wanted to work for Disney. She went to college, started a college at Temple. Um, After her first year, she got accepted into the college program. Worked small world and pan, and then in the, in the <laughs> busy December, she started trying working on the trams in the parking lot um, as well. But she also was at auditioning for entertainment. She got hired full time uh, uh, um, as a character performer. She was mouse and monk height, so you can imagine the things that she yep. got to be friends with. and. Unfortunately, she had some issues with her concussion that kind of mm-hmm. washed her out, but she's working on getting back, and she's hireable. My youngest, and you know, she, she may have been conceived at Disney World, but that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> um,
0: hey, she got Mickey. She got Mickey in the Mane. Yeah,
1: she's, she's, a, she's a souvenir that we brought home. That's cute. Uh, but So my journey with, it, with Disney, 12 years ago, I had an opportunity to go to a Disney Institute um, presentation in Philadelphia, I think it was a two-day thing, and the speaker was a guy named Jeff Knoll from the Institute, and it was on customer service excellence, Exact. I don't know the exact title of it, I think it's on my LinkedIn, but it's irrelevant, the title, but what they talked about, he and his, his uh, partner that day, resonated with me so much, and I started taking it into my life, and my work, and and it, I think in a way it kind of helped me accept myself for who I am too. So I kind of owe that to, to that little experience. And funny thing is when I, I, I never felt like I was good enough to apply for Disney. So back to imposter syndrome until 2019. So I applied for two roles, I think in October and I got called in to talk to one of them. And unfortunately that role was still I was still in running for that role when the pandemic came in and that got canceled so you know that just happened and then again this year earlier in march i had several rounds of interviews and didn't didn't make the the cut for the role but i was told by the hr person that i had the right stuff for disney i just didn't wasn't right fit for the role right um but that was hard. That was a really, really hard one for me because I really wanted the role. I thought I could do the role. I thought I would excel at the role. Um, so it kind of fed back into imposter syndrome for a moment, um, to the point where I like stopped subscribing to the Disney.
0: Oh, uh, cause it hurts. Um, I get, I feel you.
1: It, it, I stopped subscribing to the Disney jobs thing, uh, emails and, and things. And it's like, because I needed to step away. I needed to, to clear my head. And yeah. I did. And it took about two days, which is <laughs> actually pretty good. But I, I know that I can do this because I've already gotten through the door twice. Yes. Um, I know that it's in Got my it. future. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what the role will be, but I know yeah. it's there. And it I'm in that been.
0: place too. Yeah. I haven't even started my journey yet. Um, on that. But to go back to, to Disney and being fanatics of Disney, and I know that we are um, coming, you know, we're winding up here. Um, you know, I want to share my story with you, uh, my, to my listeners. Um, I, have, I went to Disney World twice as a child once when I was six, once when I was eight, um, animal kingdom, I believe was open when I was eight. This is the nineties. Full disclosure I was born in 1989. Um, those were the best trips. My dad's, my, my my dad is very, very frugal. So we went in the hottest part of the summer. I had to wear like tube socks and like, like sketchers with a heel to like go on all the rides. And, um, you know it's just it's it's just interesting that like that was kind of it and for me personally what am I fanatical about I am fanatical about a Goofy movie I it I watched that movie it brought me so much comfort I love I love the story on it I think I identified with it because I Goofy was just such a good dad and it reminded me of my childhood and going on trips and stuff and Max was such a jerk because he was teenage and brooding and And uh, Powerline for me, which is the, um, for my listeners that don't know, because for some reason people just don't remember a certain set of movies. A Goofy movie I believe came out in 1993. Um, I'm named after Bianca the Rescuer because that's the year my parents were born. I tell people that because I can't imagine that's not why. I feel like Bianca Mouse. Uh, I have loved Disney my whole life. My grandpa used to to burn VHS tapes um, and it would be all these movies and I would watch them on repeat, like crazy. And every summer my dad would take us out. We'd always get whatever merch and I have a summer birthday, similar to you Tamsen, because um, you just celebrated one and happy birthday. Um, it, so I didn't really get, you know, I get, get to do whatever party. I had like a Mulan birthday or my golden birthday with the Mulan sauce and the Happy Meals. Just so to say, I don't love Disney would be a lie. I, I I love it, I don't care. I have it tattooed on me. I, I absolutely adore Goofy. I know Goofy's birthday. I share a birthday with Donald Duck. And please, Disney, hire me. Here, here. Please. But anyway, like I own just about everything Powerline you can get your hands on whether it's from Etsy or what. I have a cry cut for a reason. So like, which is a, a crafting machine so that I can um, use SVG files and stuff. And I'm obsessed with Lilo and Stitch and I'm moving to Hawaii in like five days. it's it's a lot. But point is, is that you have, if you're listening Disney, you have two of the biggest champions of your brand on this podcast. And I want to thank you, Tamson, so much for sharing your story and allowing me the vulnerability. And also, thank you for being comforting when I got that text message earlier. I so appreciate it. I don't need to get into details for my listeners. You don't need to know about stuff. But sometimes it hurts when you get one negative piece of feedback when everything else has said thank you. That was so helpful. And, um, you know, I'm navigating it. But at the same time, I know who I am. I know i'm a good person so i'm not going to let that derail my day because at the end of the day these are the kind of conversations that really drive my soul and i'm getting emotional <laughs> these are the kind of conversations that drive my soul and Samson thank you for just always seeing me and i so appreciate that i feel like i've known you my whole life
1: i feel the exact same way it has been my absolute pleasure to, to go through this conversation with you i I wasn't sure how I would be. I, I knew that you would make me feel comfortable and that definitely happened like right out yeah. of the gate. And I agree. I, I feel like I've never had that kind of connection with a friend in my life really. Aww. And it's, it's amazing for Yeah. You. it really I'm, is. Like,
0: I'm so grateful that you honored me with your story. I'm so grateful that you shared those things with me and I get to watch your journey and I get to watch my friends in their journeys. And I will tell you right now that it is so amazing seeing transformative change and seeing your friends go through beautiful changes. And I'm just so grateful for your journey. And I know that there's been some huge things recently that you've changed some big, huge milestones on your journey. And and I just, I appreciate you. So I want to say thank you so much, Tamson. I know that you have to pop off to go to a meeting and, yep. and whatnot, but I want to say thank you. Give your, give your kiddos a, a hug for me. Um, and you know, um, Ashley, we love you. Thank you so much for the connection. And I look forward to talking to you at coffee chat tomorrow, Tamson.
1: You, you got it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been real and it's always real with you. I, I feel that completely. Um, I'm glad I was actually here for you when you needed me. That was thank you. Um, thank you. But it's it's funny because I reached out to you in that chat because I was looking to expand my network of mm-hmm. you know non-binary people in on LinkedIn, and you with your string of pronouns really fit the bill. And you were active in the chat, so I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out and. It, it was the best thing I've ever done. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tamsin. And you and I, well, you know, I'll probably be texting you all day today. So That's it's so thing. great. It's so great to like see you in person as well. And like, we, you know, and face to face. And it just, it just, it's really yeah. heartwarming. And
1: thank you so much. Um, I'll let you know at 4.30 how things go.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I will let you go.
1: Thank you so much for your time and, and entertaining my story on your podcast because it's, it's an amazing opportunity for me to tell my story. And now I have a resource that I can point people to when I continue my journey coming out so it's even absolutely
0: and 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 if anyone has any blowback or something to say about anything I want you to keep in mind that this is your journey and you are in a safe space and so surround yourself with people like me who and and you know your your daughters and people who can see you for you and not judge you and that's my best advice for you to take away and think about so I wish you the best of luck later today and I'll talk to you later.
1: I will take that to heart for this afternoon for sure. I think it'll be fine but you know, you just you, you never know.
0: You never know. Well, thank you so much Tampson. and to my listeners thank of course, please don't kick me out. A podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, rate me a 5 on Apple Podcasts or don't. I don't care. Please don't kick me out.com/shop for merch. Thank you to Lara uh yay graphic design for designing my merchandise you can purchase a bunch of 90s fantasy that's all I'm gonna say thank you so much Tamson I won't take up any more of your day enjoy and best of luck
1: take care good luck with your move I know it'll be great I mean you yeah. need to be the so
0: I'm gonna end the meeting for all okay gotta go bye <laughs> on the back end of this episode if you are Disney and you're listening, I just want to say that there is no one more deserving of a position at Disney than Tamson. Tamson is your true heart who is someone who is a champion of the brand and I saw that from day one just like they saw that about me from day one and I just have to thank every one of you recruiters who have reached out to me and every person who's reached out to me and shared their story through my hopefulness of being at Disney and Tamson's hopefulness of being at Disney. I just wanna say that I know that one day Disney will find a position for me. I have to tell myself that. But Tamson and I have a pact. If one of us gets hired, the other one gets hired. For me, there is no other company that I would ever feel so comfortable working for and I can see where my role would be. And Tamsin can see where her role would be. We hope that you see us for who we are. We hope that you help us fall into the right places. Now for me personally, I wanna help your veteran program. I wanna say the right things to spouses and veterans. I also wanna help with the Aulani because I live on Oahu now. I can see myself in a future in recruitment based on my marketing and background. I just have to say that what you have in Tamson as your candidate is something so very special. So very rare. So I hope that this is helpful. And for anyone who's listening to Tamson's story that might have known Tamson much of their entire life, her life this is who they have always been. She has always been Tamson. And I know it can be confusing. And I know it can be hard but I've always known Tamsin as Tamsin. So I hope that in hearing this, you love Tamsin just as much as I do. Thank you. Hey, weirdos. I wanna share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just gonna start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm about at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. pep.com, and you can enter P-D-K-M-O at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.